Okay. I have been broken up with many times, probably because I have such a great personality. (laughs) (laughs) It's only the best people who get broken up with all the time. You're listening to the Bad Break Podcast. I'm not spending one more second of this life with some inconsiderate prick. Now I hate you, you bastard. Rachel, come on, talk to me, please. Chris. I wanted to check in and hear how your launch week is going. I can't believe it. (laughs) It's been so exciting to see so many people having such great feedback. All of my family and friends have been listening to the podcast and say that it is hilarious. Oh yeah, same. I love that my mom now knows the deep, deep details about my ex-meth head boyfriend. (laughs) I actually had a friend message me before they listened to the podcast and was like, trigger warning, is the dog okay? (laughs) And I was like, they're like, I need to know before I listen to this. And I was like, don't worry, the dog's fine. The dog ended up totally fine. We saved the dog. The dog lived a beautiful life. Unfortunately, the dog is gone now, but through no fault of being left, left in an apartment alone to die. Well, but here we are. And Gigi, this is an exciting week for you in more ways than one because mm. she's a graduate. Graduated from grad school, baby. Your title is psychosexual therapist or what's a your psychosexual therapist? Yeah, I'm finishing up my clinical hours before I get officially certified. But yes, I am. In fact, finished with school. Congratulations. Thank you. We're so excited. So excited. For anyone who knows Gigi, this has been something that she's been working on and putting so much time and effort into for years. So we're just so fucking proud of you and thrilled to see you shine. Oh, you're the best, honey. Thank you. Yes, I'm also quite proud of myself. It was a long three years. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you had a uh, night of celebration. Oh, yes. Big time. Went and had some escargot. Ooh. Yes, we have uh, whenever I'm doing uh, unusual foods such as escargot or beef tartare or something, my husband calls it his favorite show, which is Gigi Experiences Europe, which is where he wants me to try something interesting. And I'm like, ew, no, that's disgusting. And then I try it and I go, oh, it's quite nice, actually. The next time you do a Gigi Experiences Europe, can we get a video for the Bad Break Podcast Instagram page? <laughs> I think we totally can make that happen. Yes. Let's make that fucking happen. And I mean, Gigi, I mean, we just have to talk about this. Have you seen what I'm talking about? Oh, my God. Are are you talking about Jonah Hill? I'm talking about Jonah Hill. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, the whole thing is bananas. Once beloved comedic actor now turned a-hole of the internet. His ex-girlfriend, Sarah Brady, who is a professional surfer, recently released some text messages from Jonah where she claims he was emotionally abusing her. And let me tell you, girls got some points. Yeah. Yeah. So in these text messages, he says that he has boundaries and his boundaries for her behavior are surfing with men. She's a professional surfer. So that's cool. To post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit. Keep in mind, she is a professional surfer. That is her work uniform. So like, okay. Uh, Then it goes to post sexual pictures. 
And then friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful, which like if it's not boundaryless, unstable friends, I don't want them. (laughs) I have seen so many people who are using psychotherapy language in order to make themselves a victim when they are the ones being controlling. So I think what we need to talk about is like what a boundary is. A boundary is something that you make around your own behavior. For instance, you send me an email at 11 o'clock at night, you're not gonna get a response till the morning because I have a boundary where I do not answer emails after 6 p.m. Boundaries are about your behavior, not the behavior of another person. And I'm really frustrated by this because he's using the word boundary in order to make himself seem victimized in a situation where he is being the bully and he is actually using these tools to control someone else's behavior, which is like completely not okay. So that's my two cents as a therapist. I'm I'm sick of people weaponizing the language of therapy and using it incorrectly in order to bully people and to be frankly mean. Mm. To be honest, like people who weaponize therapy speak can suck my entire ass. <laughs> Dude, it's such a good point. I mean, Sarah Brady is a professional surfer. Yes. Like according to her Instagram bio, she's a surfer. She's a law student. She's a third generation member of the San Onofre Surfing Club, mm-hmm. which is a preservation society for this really famous surf spot. She's a strong, badass woman. How are you going to block a professional surfer from wearing a fucking bathing suit? Men who choose women like this, they don't want sort of like this quiet, meek person. They don't want that. They want strong women that they can take down a peg. That's the fucking issue here. It's men who want powerful, badass, boss women and then suddenly want them not to shine whatsoever. Yeah, it's about wanting to control them. It's about taking these strong women who are independent, who make their own money, who know their own mind and trying to bring them down a peg. I mean, I will say it's it's a little cringe when folks share messages like this with the entire world. Although, who the fuck am I talking? <laughs> who, who am I to say that? We literally have a podcast all about breakups. You literally told us all about your life. <laughs> like, don't play that game. Um, I mean, I think I really see it from her perspective in the sense that it's like she, Jonah Hill is beloved, was beloved by, you know, everybody. Everybody was a fan of Jonah Hill. And we all kind of thought he was one of like the good ones. Like one, I'm doing air quotes, like one of the good guys. And I think that she felt like she didn't have a voice. So Jonah Hill is officially what the great Olivia Pope once called a bitch boy. We're not fans. I really have to agree. I mean, I'm just, Jonah Hill, we're over you. We're over this bullshit. We're over people victimizing women when you're the baddie. You're the baddie, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Fuck you, Jonah Hill. Fuck you. <laughs> Okay, so haha, after that little pile on of which Chris and I are incredibly familiar with doing, we should probably get into today's interview. Let's do it. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, let's do it. That was fun. That was a fun time. I needed, you know, a little dress reliever. A little, little, little release. <laughs> okay, without further ado, we recently sat down with Cosmo editor Kayla Kibby to talk all about being a sugar baby and getting ghosted. Here's the interview. Enjoy. Hey, Kayla. How's it going? Good. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm so excited. To begin, you can just kind of back up and tell us how your relationship started, a little bit of background on how you guys met, 
give us the whole movie. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just, I guess, sort of like an unconventional one from every single angle. So we met, I was 24, he was 50. He was actually originally one of my sugar daddies. Um, so at that point in my life, I was very, very single, you know, had a bunch of sugar daddies in the rotation, a few guys that I was just seeing more casually, like definitely not looking for anything serious whatsoever. Start seeing this new guy. He's originally my sugar daddy. We meet on Seeking Arrangement. And then he just like, boom, sweeps me off my feet, like grand, grand gestures, very romantic over the top. Okay, wait, hold on. So is this, <laughs> were you just like regularly seeing sugar daddies for a while before this? Was this like a new thing for you? No, I've been sugar dating since I was like 21. And at this point I was like 24. Okay, so you had experience. Yes, it wasn't like a full time, definitely something I like dabbled in on and off. But at this particular point, I would say that I had been like pretty consistently sugar dating almost exclusively as opposed to like normal dating for like six months to a year. So I was very much not in a traditional relationship kind of zone at all. Gotcha. But you had never like fallen head over heels for a sugar daddy before. No, no. Like I'd had, you know, sugar relationships where we were really good friends. It was definitely, it felt like a true sort of friends with benefits thing, but never like a nothing romantic. Okay. Gotcha. And you're in New York, right? Yes. Because Cosmopolitan's in New York. Okay, so yeah. 20s, living the life, sugar dating. I'm immediately obsessed. Had no idea this is where the story was going. <laughs> I'm completely hooked. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> no, no, of course. But yeah, that's how it started. And it really was just, he, he really, he came in strong with the romantic gestures. Like, just started sending me like dozens and dozens of roses. Like he knew I loved yellow roses. So dozens upon dozens of yellow roses kept showing up at my doorstep. My roommates were like, what is happening? <laughs> so, and you know, I was like, okay, like this is really charming. Like I like him. He was very, very handsome. I was into his whole like old school romantic vibe. I was like, okay, like let's see where this goes. So originally it started out as an arrangement, you know, we had all of typical things that you discuss and are in place in an arrangement were in place. And then I would say around our third date, he just stopped holding up his end of the bargain. <laughs> what does that mean? Like he stopped giving you an allowance or like, what was the deal? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know like how explicitly I should talk about like the money aspect. Oh, we want all of it. As much as you are willing to divulge, I want all I've I've never I've only met people who have gone on sugar dates, but not like properly sugar dated for an extended period of time. So I'm super interested. <laughs> Like my first question was he had your address because he was dropping off flowers at he was getting like flowers delivered to your house. Is that did you give like other sugar daddies your address or were you just like you trusted this guy? Um, After the first date, I trusted this guy enough. But the way so the way it actually seeking arrangement has a, a gift list sort of system where you can like people on the app can send you gifts through the app and they don't have your address. Oh, OK, oh. obviously seeking arrangement has your address, but like they don't give it to the guy. Gotcha. So it started that way. And then eventually, like once I had been seeing him more and more often, I was like, okay, like I trust this guy enough. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so then at a certain point, I would say about three dates in just like there's no allowance. And I was definitely like a little bit conflicted about it because obviously I was like, well, this isn't what we had discussed or what I had signed up for. But at the same time, I was really starting to fall for this guy. I was like, you know what? Let's try it. Like if he wants to take this in a more serious, more traditional direction, like I'm game. Like I haven't really done the monogamy in a while. Let's see where this goes. The monogamy. <laughs> 
So that's how it all started. And I was into it for a little while. And then, you know, inevitably, it's sort of the the thrill of it wore off. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is not the life that I signed up for. Was he like making you like split the bill all of a sudden at restaurants and stuff? <laughs> no, he was still like, because again, he was like very old school gentleman kind of vibes. Like I never paid for anything. Like I was still very, I was still thoroughly spoiled. And I think, you know, sugar dating takes all different shapes and forms. A lot of women have had arrangements where there isn't any specific, you know, allowance exchange. And it is more just like, yeah, like this guy, you know, pays for all of the things, but he wasn't like paying for my rent or anything. So originally there was an allowance and there was no allowance. <laughs> mm -hmm. Unfortunately. <laughs> but we stayed in this relationship for about a year. And another thing, I had been pretty transparent with him from the beginning that I'm very, very skeptical of monogamy. I don't really know if like a monogamous thing is something that I really want to do, certainly not in the long run. So I had always been pretty transparent about I'm willing to try this for a little bit, but at a certain point in our relationship, I will probably want to open it up. And he had always been like, well, I don't ever want to do that. And you were like, great. Thanks for that. <laughs> and you were also used to getting an allowance from like an array of men at the time, right? Yes. So you kind of relied on that to live a certain lifestyle, I would imagine. I did. And I will say like, this guy did what he could to like make up for that. Again, like he always paid for dinners, you know, he would buy me a lot of nice gifts and stuff. But it was I missed having the allowance just to like go and get my hair done and my nails done and that sort of thing. I would too. <laughs> okay. So would you say that like, despite being afraid of the monogamy and sort of losing the like amazing aspects of being a sugar baby, you were still falling for this guy? Were you falling in love? I was. I mean, I don't know. I always have this thing where like, after I break up with someone, I look back and I'm like, was I really in love with them? Um, <laughs> but yes, at the time I was certainly like, it was, we were like, we said, I love you. It was a very like, aside from the unconventional origins of the relationship, it was pretty much like a very traditional relationship. Pretty much we spent multiple days a week together. Um, you know, I was at his house all the time. I had met his children. So it was it was a traditional relationship in every regard, except for the fact that we had met <laughs> unconventionally. Was he divorced? Yes, um, twice divorced. Um, and he had just gotten out of his second marriage. So I think I, in retrospect, I'm like, I was probably like a little bit of a rebound. <laughs> so where do things go wrong? All right, what happened was, it was, we were coming up on like our one year anniversary. So this was like early May, our one year anniversary was late May. At this point, we had started having threesomes. That was something that he wanted, something that I was a little bit like, eh, I don't know if I love the idea. But I was like, okay, I do want an open relationship relationship this is maybe a way to like sort of introduce him to the idea of non-monogamy and then sure we can go from there so we go out to dinner and honestly like I felt pretty good about our relationship at that point you know we had been mm. I as far as I was concerned or could tell I was in a very stable monogamous relationship that I definitely saw going long into the future we were sort of like casually looking at apartments that sort of thing oh. and so we go out to dinner one night just like one of our usual places that we go all the time and I bring up the idea of an open relationship once again again I had brought this idea up from the very beginning and initially he was really really not receptive to it and this time he was like you know what like I think you're right I think that would be a good thing for us to try let's try it so I'm so happy I'm like wow like I really do feel like we had a really adult intelligent conversation about this like I feel really happy with the way that this is going this is definitely like the most mature relationship that I've ever been in in my entire life I'm so happy oh everything's so great 
Yeah. <laughs> and then it all goes to shit, as always. <laughs> as always. That should always be the first red flag. Whenever you're like, wow, this is going so great. It's run. Pack the Louboutins, <laughs> run away. Yeah, pack everything and run. <laughs> okay. I have been broken up with many times, probably because I have such a great personality. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the best people who get broken up with all the time. That's what I'm saying. I have a flawless track record of always being the one who gets dumped. I've never broken up with anyone and I want to keep it that way. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, wins. But anyway, all of this to say that, like, I know, like, I'm very, very sensitive to when a man's behavior is changing towards me, or even just like slight shifts in his, the way he's communicating. I'm like, I have been around this block several times, sir. Like, I know what is going down. Mm. I know what's going down probably before he knows what's going down. So about a day after he and I have this great conversation, I just noticed that he's starting to pull away a little. So like, I know what's going down. And for a little bit, like, I, I try, I'm like, hey, like, what's going on? Can we talk? blah 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 but then eventually he's still like he's just not giving me anything so I'm like okay I was genuinely curious I was like I want to know if left to his own devices a man will actually just ghost on a woman he has been dating for a year I was like I'm genuinely curious so I wait four days hear nothing and I was like oh my god he's really gonna do it so after those four days that's when I caved and I was just like dude like I don't what's going on like you have to talk to me <laughs> It's been a fucking year. Yeah. We've been dating a year. So can I read you the text that I got? Uh, yes. A hundred percent. We want to hear. Yes. Okay. I never delete texts anymore because I'm just like, I need receipts like this. I always have oh. like, this will come in handy. Today. Yeah, and here no. you are on the Bad Break podcast and you have it there. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So this is the last text I ever received from him. He says, just need time to work through some issues and figure out what I'm doing with my life. Work is not good and neither is the home situation. Too many things to deal with right now. That's it. Hmm. What the hell? So, okay. And we'll never know because I just didn't respond. Things at <laughs> home. What the hell could that mean? Like not something with the he children, something with the children's mothers? I don't want to get like into details because like obviously these are his kids and his family. Um, there was home stuff going on, like parenting stuff, ex stuff. And like, I was aware of those things, but also like those had been things that were going on for like the entirety of our relationship, you know? Um, so that's, that's what that was. So that wasn't like a, that wasn't confusing to me. I was like, yes, like I know that you have problems at home. Literally every human being has problems at home and work sometimes. Um, True. Right. <laughs> I mean, that sounds a lot more like he was just doing the classic, like, I don't want to deal with this. It's too hard for me to do the emotional labor of breaking up with my girlfriend. So I'm going to list all of these like legitimate but kind of flaky excuses and then be like bye yeah exactly and that's exactly what it was and that's why I just didn't I was just like okay like I just didn't respond and like I don't know me three five years ago I would have like totally doubled down I would have been like no we have to talk about this like you owe me blah 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 this time I was just like actually no like this is just done and I'm just gonna walk away. Damn, that's <laughs> big of you. I would not have been able to do that. I would have been you five, three years ago or whatever. Yeah, even to this day, I probably would have been like, are you fucking kidding me? Right, yeah. yeah. Full disclosure, I did like maybe a few weeks later have like a little bit of a breakdown and I drafted like a completely angry text, blah, blah, blah. And then like took a beat and I was like, you know what? We don't have to send this. We don't have to do it. We're not gonna do wow. it. God, look um, at you, this maturity. Damn, okay. <laughs> That's so mature. But I will. Okay. It's like, it's partly maturity. Sure. 
it's partly just like exhaustion. Like, yeah, I've been through this too many times. Like, I'm just, I don't have it in me anymore to like deal with a man's emotions when he is not mature enough to deal with his own emotions. But honestly, it partly was just like, I think that I also didn't want to be in that relationship anymore and hadn't really admitted it to myself. Mm. So then this was just like an easy out. And I was just like, okay, cool. A get out of jail free card. Yeah. That's so fucked. So have you since returned to the sugar dating lifestyle? Yeah, it's funny, a little bit like here and there, but not nowhere near like at the level that I was before I met this person. I don't know. I I feel a little bit split on it because I do feel like this relationship like interrupted a great sort of cash flow that I had going on. <laughs> and I wonder if I would still be in that if I hadn't gotten into this relationship. But I do also feel like, I don't know, maybe it was like good to have a break from it, like explore other dating styles. And I don't know. I, I feel like it's always good to, I don't know, learn about yourself, try new things. Totally. You gave, you gave it a go and realized it probably wasn't for you. Do you have like trust issues that after a whole year of investing yourself they're just gonna ghost on you honestly not particularly more so than I did before getting into this relationship Mm. (laughs) I learned very very early on in my dating career that men are capable of doing that kind of thing so now I just find myself like whenever I sense a breakup coming or anything like that and I you know like you you can feel it coming and you're just thinking to yourself like oh my god like he no, he couldn't possibly do that. Like I must be, you know, I must be being dramatic. Like there's no way that he could do that. When I find myself thinking there's no way he could possibly do that. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Like he can, he will, he probably already has. So I just like, (laughs) I already know that. I knew that going into this. So it was almost more just like, yeah, that happened. Right. I'm glad that I have that knowledge and that perspective because it allows me to just go into relationships and be like, this is going to be what it is while it is. I'm going to have fun with it and get the most out of it that I can while I can. And then when it's run its course, it's run its course. Like, wrap it up, folks. <laughs> Everyone that I told about this breakup was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Like, are you okay? I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it was extremely weird and it doesn't make any sense. But like, yes, I am very okay. And it actually ended up being the best possible thing. In a weird way, it was one of the cleanest breakups I've ever had, despite the fact that there was like technically no closure, but it was just like, okay, like this is over. We're done here. Even though neither of us ever actually said that. And then I never heard from him again. Like I did have a strong inclination that at some point, like a few months later, I would get a text or a call or something. Nothing. As far as I'm concerned, this man never existed. I hallucinated him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a good way to, that's a good way to think about it. If it's, it's not coming back into the picture. It's like, yeah, you may as well have just not been around, whatever. Yeah. But it's a bad break turned into a good break, which we always love to see. We love to see our guests coming into their own and finding themselves. So this is a fabulous example of that. Yeah, nice work, Kayla. Anytime. Um, I will say, like, I, I love breakups. I, I feel like I have learned way more from the breakups in my life than I have from the relationships themselves. That is mm. beautiful sentiment. Mm-hmm. And now here you are being an awesome kick-ass editor at Cosmo. (laughs) That was all sort of, that was kind of part of it. It wasn't really, but I remember like one of the last conversations I ever had with him. um, It was the morning that I had like my first interview for the Cosmo job. And I was like, oh, like I have this opportunity. I'm super excited about it. And I just remember he went, oh, that's going to be really competitive. And I was like, Uh yeah, bitch, I know. And I'm going to get it. See, I didn't hate him until now. And now I hate him. And now I'm glad that you're not with him. Because that sounds like the type of dude that isn't your biggest cheerleader. And that's my biggest thing. Like they have to be your number one fan. If he's not going to completely support you, 
fuck him. Yeah, and I mean, like, again, like, I really don't want to trash this guy. I do think he was he was great while he was. I'll do it for you, Kayla. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, Chris is really has been very as very good at that. I hate people on your behalf. <laughs> Kayla said nothing wrong, audience. It's all me. I hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He definitely, as we all do, he had some insecurities. Um, and I think especially towards the end, like things weren't going great in his career. So I think just the, even just the idea that things might be going great in my career, like I don't think he was equipped mm. to handle that. So I am glad that like, frankly, like I don't even, I don't know why I think this, but I don't even think I would have gotten the Cosmo job if I had still been with him. Like, I just think it would have like dragged me down too much. And like, I wouldn't have been able to like reach as high as I did, you know? Damn. Yes. And now you're like better off and killing it out there and Kayla has a new column everyone called sex at 26 which you have to check out and it's all about how she loves dating frankly old guys and it's awesome <laughs> oh my god good work Kayla we're, we're so proud of you congrats on getting through this breakup and moving on to bigger and better things where can our audiences find you if they want to keep up with you and your work yeah so I am Kayla Kibby, one word on Instagram and I am at K-A-Y underscore K-I-B-B-E on Twitter and obviously you can keep up with me at cosmopolitan.com we'll be reading some of the best articles the most fun thank you so much for being here it was an absolute delight and a pleasure and wonderful oh gosh of course thank you both so much this was so fun absolutely I really have to say I'm impressed by the fact that Kayla took that whole situation so well and was so much more about it because I would have she just seems to let things kind of roll off the shoulder but that was a fucking wild story (laughs) seriously like more more props to her for learning from it and like growing as a person but yeah that was that was a wild ride and to all you men out there who want to ghost your girlfriends don't do that please don't do that or at least take them out to a few dinners first wine and dine them you know we love it we love a sugar daddy situation we do love a sugar daddy situation just be willing to do the emotional labor of actually telling somebody that you don't want to see them anymore instead of just falling off the face of the earth because it's rude and it doesn't do anyone a service. And trust me, it says a lot more about you than it does about them. Yeah. And like, there's a good chance that she might've been in some sort of a rebound situation there for a while. So even if the guy was just with her for a temporary thing, he still owes it to her to give her that communication and tell her that they're not going to be together anymore. Seriously, they were together for a year. And it doesn't even matter if they were together a year, six months, even like a month. It's like, have the decency to be like, this isn't working out. You know, you're great. But like, this is like, not for me. Just be mature enough to have that conversation. You're grown up. Yeah, totally true. All that said, I'm really interested in being a sugar baby. I think I might try it out. Hey, there are so many websites. <laughs> Happy to read your bio for you, baby. I'll send it your way. I could use some copy editing. Amazing. That's all the time we have for today for the Bad Break Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode so we can bring you more wild breakups and expert tips. I'm Gigi Angle. That's Chris Riata. And we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Fuck Jonah Hill. Later. <laughs> that was great.